You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello, and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia. And today the topic of the podcast is be true to you, how to deal with a lying, cheating partner. In the field of narcissistic abuse, I talk to clients all the time who have had partners who lie and cheat on them. The feeling of betrayal goes so deep and it's really difficult for them to recover. It's a difficult journey. So first of all, let's get real. Our extramarital or partner affairs have been going on from the beginning of time. Not everyone who cheats is a narcissist. Sometimes it's just a way a partner deals with the lack in himself or herself and the lack in the relationship itself. Although monogamy is important to a relationship where both partners agree to fidelity, there are many other factors to a healthy, thriving relationship. Many affairs begin because the intimacy in the relationship is dried up. There's no longer any affection or sex, and the cheating partner is trying to get a need filled. I know honesty is important. Therefore, if one is not getting his or her needs met in a relationship, it is his or her duty to communicate this and take appropriate action. This might be counseling, deeper communication, or breaking off the relationship. But often the relationship comes with homes, children, and mutual bank accounts. There's a lot to lose. And if partners are friends and get along well, even if they aren't intimate anymore, one partner may not want to risk the entire relationship just for sex. And honestly, most men who cheat report that sex on the side is just that, sex. Men are less likely to fall in love with their affair partner because they're only getting their sexual needs met in that relationship. They're also more likely to cheat in order to stay in their primary relationship. They may be getting their emotional needs met at home or emotional needs just aren't that important to them. Women, on the other hand, are more likely to have affairs out of an emotional need and therefore are more likely to fall in love with the affair partner. They are also more likely to cheat as a way out of their relationships. Now, I'm not condoning extramarital affairs, but I am bringing some important truths to the table. So If you are in this situation on either side of the coin, you can make a healthier decision. Narcissists typically have affairs for their own reasons. It isn't typically lack of sex or affection that lead them to having affairs. It isn't because they're not getting their emotional needs met. Many partners of narcissists report having an active sex life with their partner, which is why it's more shocking to them when they find out their partner is having an affair. 
Often the partners of narcissists are codependent and are always doting on and nurturing the narcissist. In other words, they give a lot. But narcissistic people are very entitled. They believe they should have whatever it is that they want, including another partner. They may say that they're not getting enough sex or love or affection to justify their actions, when in truth, the partner has been very accommodating to their needs. Sometimes partners of narcissists do pull away when they've been hurt or betrayed and have not been able to work out or resolve the issue with a narcissist, which is typical. After so many months or years of sweeping hurt feelings, betrayals, and painful emotions under the rug, it's natural to pull away intimately because a partner doesn't feel intimate anymore. Narcissists, on the other hand, don't need to feel emotionally connected or resolved in order to have sex. Most narcissists believe they are entitled to sex with their partner regardless of what's going on in the relationship. If they sense a partner is withdrawing or pulling away, they will often get a new source of supply lined up, which may end up being an affair partner. With narcissists, there's often other betrayals like talking negatively behind a partner's back, financial devastation, emotional, physical, or verbal abuse gaslighting, stonewalling, and more. Of course, these actions cause a partner to withdraw from the relationship. But withdrawing from a relationship doesn't always result in leaving a relationship. One can get into a pattern of abuse, withdrawal and reconnection, and this cycle of abuse can go on for years. Often when a client comes to me and talks about a narcissistic partner cheating, there are several incidences with several different people over the course of the relationship. They end up forming a belief that the partner has somehow learned his lesson and won't do it again because they value the relationship too much and don't want to lose it. And this is simply not true. The very devaluing nature of a narcissist means he or she doesn't value you or the relationship. They may attach to you or the relationship as a source of supply to feed their own needs, but they also can find someone else to fill that same role. The only reason they try and get you to forgive them and stay in the relationship is that it is much less work to keep what they have, then try and groom another person to fill your shoes. If someone cheats in a relationship once, narcissistic or otherwise, they are much more likely to cheat again because cheating is a coping mechanism. Partners of narcissists who cheat often say that the narcissist shows no real remorse and often doesn't give them the time to heal or deal with the betrayal. Wanting things to go back to the way they were prior to the affair. 
When the partner tells the narcissist they need to rebuild trust, the narcissist is likely to say, you need to get over it already. It's in the past. So there's no real accountability. And most often the narcissist will blame the partner for the affair and focus on his or her reaction to the affair rather than showing any genuine remorse or accountability. Lying has the same elements. Someone who chooses to lie rather than tell the truth in a relationship is choosing to live a lie. And that person isn't giving you the opportunity to live in truth and make your own decisions based on that information. For example, if a partner chooses to have an affair, you may choose to leave the relationship. But if you don't have the information and don't know the affair is happening, you can't make an informed decision. Same goes for lying about anything, including spending and money issues. What empowers us in relationship is the ability to make a decision based on the information that we have. We may not choose to have a relationship with someone who lies or cheats. This is our prerogative. We deserve to make our life choices based on the truth. But in some relationships, the truth evades us and we are sucked into somebody else's lie. Sometimes the lie is that one is not emotionally fit to have a relationship. He or she is deeply wounded and hasn't done the work. Instead, they've blamed previous partners for the failures of their relationships, believing a new partner is the answer. These relationships may start off great because there's a lot of hope and expectation that the new partner is the golden ticket. But our unhealed wounds always rise to the surface like cream. They will inevitably show themselves, especially once it's been revealed that you are not the one who will magically heal and transform them, vice versa. Most of us are guilty on some level of looking to either rescue or be rescued by another. When we heal to a certain level, we come to realize that it is ourselves we must rescue. It is ourselves we must heal. Nobody can do it for us. There is no golden ticket out there. The golden ticket is really within us, but we have to face the dragon in order to get to the gold. You may have heard me talk before about how in dragon folklore, the dragon is typically found in a cave protecting a big pile of gold. And in order for one to get the gold, they must face or slay the dragon. In spiritual psychology, the dragon is what stands in the way between ourselves and the gold or good within us. I often take the L out of gold and it spells God. Perhaps it is the dragon, otherwise our inner demons that stand between ourselves and our relationship with God the divine force within. Our relationship with this divine force, whatever you want to call it, it is the true gold in our lives. 
It is the divine relationship in which all other relationships spring from. And if we don't have it right within, we aren't going to get it right with anybody else. The deeper truth is that it is really nobody else's fault that we are where we are. We are where we are as a product of our own choices. We create our reality or the circumstances of our lives based on our choices. If we are in a relationship with a lying, cheating narcissist, it's because we choose to overlook the lying or the cheating or the red flags or that feeling within that something just isn't right. Now, I'm not condoning the behavior of the narcissist. I think we can all agree it's atrocious, but why do we choose and continue to choose this reality? Most likely it's because it is the reality we know. It's what's familiar. And often it's what we believe on some level that we deserve. Most narcissists are really good at invalidating us and making us feel like we have no real value. They're masters at devaluing, dismissing, and discarding. If we have a core wound that says I'm worthless and unlovable, then it would make sense that we draw somebody into our lives that mirror our own deep-seated belief about ourselves back to us. In a sense, we end up fighting with that mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the most worthless being of all? You are my lady. Now, when you start fighting back and saying, no, I'm not, I'm not worthless. I have value. I'm a good person. I've been loving and caring. I've been nurturing and giving. Then the mirror starts to form cracks. You start to see through those cracks which begin to dissolve the illusion woven by the narcissist. You can't look into that warped, toxic mirror and see your true self. You will only ever see the toxic belief you have about yourself. As you face the dragon of the toxic reflection, you can find your way to the gold or the God within and start to see your true, authentic, beautiful self. We often spend far too much time, attention, and energy being true to the illusion or that toxic reflection. We bend over backward trying to please someone who holds up the mirror reflecting back to us our worthlessness. We give that person the power to see us, hear us, value us, and validate us, but they are the toxic mirror. It is their job to hold up a reflection of us that is dark and negative. It is their job to unearth our feelings of worthlessness. It is our job to do battle with the toxic mirror, shatter it, and find our true gold or God within. The God within is pure, powerful, loving, benevolent, and sees your worthiness. You don't have to prove yourself to this force within. You don't have to work for that positive reflection. It's simply given. The gold or God within is that positive, loving reflection of you. It is what you really are. 
It is your pure, authentic reflection. So here's the deal. If you don't like what somebody is reflecting back to you, you must ask yourself, where is that reflection coming from? If you are at a carnival and you go to those funhouse mirrors that show all kinds of different distortions of your image, you are more likely to want to stand in front of the mirror that shows you the most beautiful reflection, wouldn't you? There's an exercise I often walk clients through. I ask them to write down everybody in their life who holds up a positive mirror to them. Anyone who is loving, kind, who values and respects them. After that, I have them write down everyone in their life who they don't feel values or respects them. We then examine the list and why they are choosing to hold on to the people in their life who hold up toxic, toxic or negative reflections. It is really empowering when people realize that they can choose. They can choose who they want to allow into their inner circle and who they're going to keep out. But it all begins with our relationship with the God or gold within. We have to learn to find ourselves worthy of love, care, and positive attention. We have to be willing and able to give this to ourselves. We have to learn that we're someone truly deserving of respect. When we can get this peace, we probably won't want to stay with someone who for any reason makes us feel less than. Affairs often make us feel less than because we believe that the affair partner has more to offer our mate than we do. Otherwise, why would the mate choose them over us? That often makes us feel unworthy and insecure, but this is such an opportunity for us to see the truth. A partner's bad behavior has nothing to do with you. It's what they are choosing for their own reasons, out of their own feelings about themselves and about their own relationship with their inner self. It is not and never has been about you. On the other hand, your reaction to this behavior does belong to you. If you react by descending deeply into your own feelings of worthlessness, it's time to face the dragon that stands between you and who you really are. You are not and have never been worthless. Your true essence is gold. So if you don't like how somebody is showing up in your life, and you don't like how someone is treating you, leave. Face the dragon of your own fears and insecurities that keep you holding on to that toxic reflection. You will never be able to convince that toxic reflection of your beauty and worthiness because its very job is to get you to crack that mirror and see your true self. You will never crack that mirror as long as you continue to feed the illusion. Believing this warped mirror has anything to offer you other than a negative and toxic reflection of yourself. Just as you would never want to buy that mirror at the funhouse that makes you look warped and fat, 
you would never want to live with such a mirror either, would you? Because every time you look into that mirror, you will see an unfavorable reflection of yourself. The mirror you want to bring home is the mirror that shows you the most beautiful reflection of yourself. And these are the people you want to choose to have in your life. So in closing, how do you deal with liars, cheaters, and narcissists? Well, you don't try and fix them or change them. You have to ask yourself what they are reflecting to you and how that reflection is making you feel. And then make a choice that is empowering for you. Become a gold digger, seeking after that gold that is within you. Face the dragon of your own feelings of worthlessness and inadequacy. And don't stop staring down that dragon until you get to the gold. Live from this place of connection with the gold or God within and choose your reflections carefully. This is what will allow you to truly shine, to be your bright, beautiful, authentic self and know from this place of truly knowing who you are. I want to thank you so much for being with me today and for listening to this podcast. And if you would like more information about my work, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Once again, thank you for listening, and I will see you in the next podcast. Thank you.